Here we go. Folks, this is your host Cameron Ivy of Privacy Please, and thank you so much for tuning in each and every week. If this is your first time, welcome to the show. Tell your friends about it if you like it. If you don't, let's just pretend you didn't listen to it. Thanks again for coming in, and we hope you enjoy the show. There it is. Alrighty then, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Privacy Please. I'm your co-host Cameron Ivy, and with me, as always, Mr. Gabe Gums. Gabe. Guess what day it is, man? Guess what day is upon us right now? It's well, there's not a day. It, <laughs> Friday. It is. It <laughs> it's is Friday. Yep, it's, it's Friday. 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 Um, April Friday, Fools. Friday. Ooh, um, so we might have some tricks up our our sleeve today. Maybe we'll yeah. see. Um, we do have a special guest, <clears throat> Jayun Chung. He is the uh, founder at Myota. Um, uh, Jayun, thank you so much for coming on, man. We really, really appreciate it and uh, excited to have you on the show. Oh, I'm very glad uh, you invite this and then I am here and then I can share the, my thoughts and then you know we can discuss interesting topics. Yeah, I'm more than happy to yeah join this call. Awesome, awesome. awesome. Well, a pleasure. So let's let's let the, the, the listeners in at home in on a few things. Um, Friday is just important because it's Friday. Mm-hmm. But we usually record on Fridays. And today's guest is special in a number of ways. Um, he happens to also be a colleague of mine. So that's also really exciting. I get the opportunity to work with June on a regular basis. And I, I interject with that bit of information for the listeners also such that they understand that I'm um, – I, I might come from a place of certain biases, and I will try and check all those biases at the door. But also biases, I don't think that's a word. Bias, right? It's, it's, bias is still the plural of bias. Yes. Um, it's like, it's like when people say Kobe's, but it's really Kobe Steakhouse. You don't say Kobe's. You had me for a second. I don't know what the hell a Kobe is. You know what Kobe is. Steakhouse. I've never <laughs> been. What? All right, never mind. Never We're going been. on us. We want to side. I mean, here. I am vegan, so there's a different yeah. problem related yeah. to my consumption of steak in general. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so 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 Jayun is um, is a colleague of mine, so I'm I'm excited to have him on the show. And so Jayun, welcome to to Friday's recording. And let's start off as we always do. We, we like to ask, you know, tell us about mm-hmm. yourself. Oh yeah, sure. All right. So happy Friday, and yeah, let me start from my. Uh, introduction uh, from my time in the graduate school. So I actually studied network traffic classification, measurement, analysis, that kind of boring thing. And then, <laughs> yeah, but good Wait, wait, part, hold on, hold on. I, I don't yeah. usually interrupt during this part of the, 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 the topic, but you said boring. So like I'm yeah. forced to ask the question, why is that so boring? Actually, the measurement, right? Measurement is like this. So there is uh, an apple, right? You cut the apple in this direction and then see, okay, see this right that way, okay? And then you cut uh, the apple horizontally and then see, okay, right? It is more difficult to cut the apple than, you know, to cut it uh, vertically, that kind of thing. So there is a one thing, we don't know what it is. Try this and then see what is there. Maybe nothing we can find and then try another thing, right? So, and then... Uh, one of the most challenging challenging question uh, of the measurement is, okay, we got the result, and then how we can use it? <laughs> we don't uh-huh. know. So the biggest problem is yeah. once you have the information, you have no clue what you need to do with it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's actually the most fun part. And then we couldn't get any hope about the fun thing. <laughs> you know, so I've known Jayu now for, I don't know, nine months, ten months, something like that. And I think Jayu knows me well enough to know that, like, I would see that, and my first question would be, "What would it be, Jayu? Like, what what problem do you want me to solve with that? Right? Like, yeah. <laughs> is there is there a problem related to this that I should know about? <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. I apologize. We can come back to that one later. So, oh, yeah. in graduate school, you were studying network classification and uh, mm-hmm. and measuring mm-hmm. different things about 
network traffic and distance and so on and so forth. Okay. Yes, yes. But you know, the I could learn uh, a lot from them, such as right. how application protocol is designed. Right. What is the application traffic characteristics? And then eventually, I found that oh, most applications take my files, complete my files for their services. I actually send my files to those applications such as documents, photos, etc. Mm-hmm. And then I just need to trust them. They, I hope they, I wish they protect my files correctly, my information correctly. And then not, nothing, there's nothing else I can do. So that's what mm-hmm. I learned. And while doing so, one day, a professor forwarded me a research paper published in 1970s. I'm not that old, though, but that's a kind of legacy paper. That's was, legacy, my friend. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's <laughs> right, that was Shamir's secret sharing. Yeah. Then we immediately figured out that how users can maximize their security using multiple storage nodes. It could multiplex data transmission storage resources to improve data confidentiality and availability. Uh, yeah, that, that, that's how I uh, uh, actually uh, made my journey. So I would like, I, I'd like to dig into a couple of things that you mentioned in your introduction there, but be, and this is, again, here comes a little bias. I know that in, in talking to a lot of security professionals, if they're not somewhat steeped in cryptography, Shamir secret sharing, which was the protocol you just referenced, isn't exactly, it's not really that approachable to them. And I think the reason for that is a lot of people think about encryption as either you know, something that uses symmetric keys or, or asymmetric keys, right? Like everyone's kind of used to PGP models and defi and that kind of stuff. And so, you know, for the purpose of this conversation, what, what is Shamir secret sharing? Yes. So the biggest difference of the Shamir secret sharing from the, uh, the other uh, symmetric key or asymmetric key encryption is secret sharing doesn't have any encryption key. See, that's where, that's where security and privacy people get lost. They're like, wait a second. Exactly. So you secured something and there's no key. Do you have a Kerberos with three big heads? Is there an advantage that? to that, to not having the key? Or is that a disadvantage? Yes. So yes and no, I can say. Yes, because we don't need to remember any password to protect right. my secret. That's actually very, very interesting feature. Even though there's a secret, until I collect enough shares, I cannot access my secret. That means I don't need to remember any secret. I don't rely on any single one. Only if something, I mean, those things are collaborated each other, I can access my secret. That's big yes. No is like, okay, then what happens if uh, uh, the, they are collide? actually enough number of shares are under attack mm-hmm. than how we can protect the information. So that's no. But you know, still the 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 configurable the parameter how many shares we generate and how many shares are required to regenerate the secret, that actually guarantees the security, I mean confidentiality of the data. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. Enough, right? So the, I mean, I mean, who can say the uh, that guarantees the uh, configurable parameter, uh, and then the level of the security, and then uh, the confidentiality of your secret. Right, right. It actually protects confidentiality, which yeah. I found for some reason in the last like two weeks in particular, like reminding people that confidentiality, integrity, and availability are some of the original core tenets of information security. And Cameron, we've talked about this with guests on the show before, right? Because uh, the availability and integrity of data speaks to the heart of privacy, right? Like the right. integrity in particular, right? Like if if the integrity of the data is compromised in any way, then, you know, the, the privacy goes with it. The confidentiality is the same. Like you go to the doctor's office, you tell him something, he writes it down. If that confidentiality is broken, your privacy goes with it. Mm-hmm. 
and availability. If that information isn't there either for your retrieval or for the use by a doctor, et cetera, like that, that equally poses a problem to, to, to you from a health perspective, right? Like that would be the proxy for security. And this notion of confidentiality, integrity, and availability seems to have been eroded amongst security practitioners. And I'm not sure if that's because everyone is so hyper-focused on, I need another thing to protect you know, my invisible borders. Cause that's a big thing, right? Like borders don't exist anymore, right? Like, you know, and they don't like digital borders don't exist the way they used to. They're very porous, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but I, I, I seem to, I, I don't know how we solve for this. On, certainly on the show or in this episode, but it, this is a plea. This is an open plea right now to all my security and privacy peoples to, 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 to not lose sight of the fact that confidentiality, integrity, and availability are still core tenants of security and privacy. What's your take on that, Jayun? Yep. Yep. So yeah. So the the actually the Gabe, you mentioned uh, those three uh, important pillars of the security, and right. then actually no system can guarantee all of them. That's actually kind of kind of the limitation of the security system, and then the the actually the shamir secret sharing. Can contribute to the confidential uh, confidentiality and availability. Some sharing right. is independent from the uh, 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 integrity. Right, right, right. That makes mm-hmm. sense. <clears throat> For integrity, we we can always put another control. Another good point that there is no one system that can make up for the deficits of the lack of confidentiality, integrity, and availability in any one system itself. And, and it's equally why we end up with so many different tools and solutions because we're trying to solve for all three of those things in a bunch of different ways against a bunch of different data types in a bunch of different locations. And that permutation of compu- of confidentiality, integrity, availability, the number of different types of data, places data lives and different kind of data, it, like you, you start going through that math and it is, it is staggering. It, it, if you look at it mathematically, you start to understand, oh, that's why it's so hard to secure all the things. <laughs> exactly. So <clears throat> why don't we talk a little bit more about, you know, Myota and, and how it became. Um, it seems like it's uh, really focused on ransomware. I would imagine there's probably more to it than that, but um, would love to hear, you know, why you created the company and what your what your main goal is. Yes. So first of all, uh, actually research is usually aims at a uh, technology uh, about five years or later. That's the research. Uh, so that's why researchers can have more fun in their research. <laughs> but product is different because there is a, a direct feedback from market. Mm-hmm. And then there is a very specific thing that market want. So uh, the in the research, I try to overcome the gap. So that's why I try to identify uh, practical issues as many as I can. And then eventually uh, the, uh, the, the research output becomes a very solid prototype. And then I decided, okay, I think we can make a company uh, with this uh, the technology from the academia research because prototype is solid and then it's usable. So actually I keep uh, uh, asking my professors and then uh, some others like, okay, I want to make a company. <laughs> I want to found a company. Uh, I uh, could you actually arrange some meetings about that. Right? And then eventually I could meet investors and teams and then I could found uh, my company. Now, is this, is this your first company? Yes, it is. <laughs> That's awesome, though. Seriously, there's so many. I mean, you have to. I mean, you got to feel really good about yourself for for pulling this together, and <clears throat> you have a vision, and you're doing it, man. And you're doing something in in an industry that needs it. You know, it's very crowded right now, but um, you know, you seem to be doing the right thing, which is amazing. So good for you, and it's got to be exciting, especially if someone like Gabe wants to be a part of it too. That's, that says a lot. And my, I'm from coming from somebody from, I think, in you know, I'm a little bit newer to the industry. I've been, been in the industry four years, but still it says a lot. 
Stop it. I'll tell you the thing that I've been most impressed with and that impressed me to begin with was exactly what Jayun mentioned, right? Like research is usually very focused on just knowing and understanding, mm-hmm. not kind of delivering solutions to real problems. And as he mentioned, you know, product in general with a big P, like all of product, management, engineering, you name it, is very consumed with delivering, right? Like you, you've got to deliver things versus just learn things. Kind of the, there's been a lot of movements starting with the agile movement in particular, and then the extreme programming movement, which really leans way more into a mechanism that uses continuous discovery, i.e. learning and uh, research to very quickly deliver, right? value to to customers right um and so i had a strong appreciation for jayun's desire to go from from okay i spent a lot of time doing all this as he would call it fun see him and i think that word means something different that, <laughs> that word doesn't mean what he thinks it means it's just, that's, not, that's not that's not what that word means <laughs> but most people would look at things i do in product and equally think that that doesn't sound like fun either <laughs> um so yeah, no, that that that's certainly been interesting. Um, but uh, yeah, anyway, uh, no, 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 I'm I'm a passive observer in in, in this one. I, I kind of want to get back to also the the founding of your own of your first company. Mm-hmm. It is it's not for everyone, and it takes a lot of it takes a lot of tenacity to even get to where you got. But what what was it about the problem that you really thought was necessary to solve? And and, and I just want to make sure I tease back out what I thought I heard you say the problem was, right? In your research, you found that like you had to give up your data to all these other companies and then trust them with it. Mm-hmm. I think on the surface, we all understand why that's a problem, but everyone does it anyway. Like, So what? what's the reason for solving that problem if everyone's doing it? I guess what I'm getting at is we know it's a problem, but everyone's doing it anyway. Is it really a problem, right? So what, what, what did you come to? What was that conclusion you came to there? Yes. Uh, basically, uh, actually, I'm originally from South Korea, and then at the time, the South Korea doesn't have any data center in the country. So the all of the cloud storage services are in the United States and some other uh, countries, and then the data centers are there, so all the data are going out to the other country. Mm-hmm. So as a researcher, actually, I actually uh, thought that, oh, okay, right? Then are they, or are those data, uh, is under control? I mean, is, is the data under control of anyone in this country? What happened if somebody uh, use, uh, I mean, misuse the data without any permission? In the other country than what we can do mm-hmm. and then actually some of my friends working in a con- company in south korea doesn't allow to use uh, the big uh, big uh, cloud storage services at the time because of the security reason and concern so i heard i've heard about that that problem uh from my friends and then uh, by myself in from the research so that's actually uh the original motivation of this uh research and problem See, this is this is why that 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 philo- philosophical alignment was there. That I went out and I spoke to people with the problem, and people with the real problem told me this was a problem. And I I was sitting on a solution for it, and I want to take that solution to more people with the problem is uh, is the thing that really drew me to to it. Um, so yeah, no, that's awesome. It's super fascinating, just kind of being uh, someone on the outside <clears throat> when. Um you know, thinking about what it takes for one human being just in general to be doing something like research and then thinking to themselves, this seems to be a pretty big problem. I'm going to go talk to some people that have this problem. It's a pretty big problem. I'm going to start a company. <laughs> it's um, not everybody has that mindset um, or they might have that mindset or an idea, but they don't, they don't follow through with it. Um, so, uh, kudos to you, sir. And, uh, it's just exciting. Cause I, I love, I love this industry of fallen in love with it because of just how important it is for our, our world. Um, it's, it's completely universal and 
helping uh, other companies protect their data. It's just, it's just fascinating because it gets more and more, uh, more and more interesting um, every year. That's for sure. Especially now with what's going on in Ukraine. But <clears throat> um, I do have a question for you, Jayun. Um, what do you think has been the most challenging thing um, that, because you guys kind of started during the pandemic, it seems like, I think, or uh, maybe right before, but what's been the most challenging thing for you and, and, and everyone at the company um, with all of these changes into the world when it comes to like the, the virus and, and all that kind of stuff? How, how are you adjusting? Yes. So biggest change during the pandemic is people get used to, not only people, the company get used to uh, a lot of people working from home. Mm-hmm. There's a, not, not such a productivity degradation, even if people are working from home. So we start to understand that. Then the problem becomes data sharing. Because before pandemic, the most people worked in the office building and then uh, the security means Keep every data, keeps ev- keeping every data within the firewall, within the building, within mm-hmm. their domain, and allow people to access the data if they are inside the firewall. Now everything is changed. Data is still there, stored in the same place, but people are staying outside of the uh, office building. They are working from home. They can be anywhere in the world. So people need to access the data mm-hmm. from everywhere. So sharing get, uh, becomes more important and access control follows the, the sharing. It's it, uh, to that point, it's, it's extremely as a, you know, for people that worry about data um, and a sense of people working from home and having the access to it. And then the thought of, well, the most, probably the most vulnerable are workstations usually because internally, that's usually where the problems lie when it comes to um, like data issues and sharing and people having the wrong wrong uh, you know ideas of what to do with it and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, that's that's huge. Um, what have you guys been doing about it? Um, you know, obviously there's VPN. You can't always force a, an employee to be on VPN necessarily, but how's that been working for you guys? Yes, uh, so basically uh, that access control and then security is kind of balanced between the convenience and then the security. Mm-hmm. So convenient data access means less secure. I mean, usually, not 100%, though, but right. usually, uh, right? Uh, convenient data access means less secure. And then uh, very painful data access process uh, as secure sometimes. Uh, what we try to do to do is actually we separate this access control from the uh, data uh, plane. So control is control, and then data access is a uh, data uh, transmission happens on the data plane. So it original idea came from the software defined network, and then uh, I apply the, the the architecture to this situation, and then. Uh, our architecture separate the control for the admin user and then they control everything with through the, the control portal and then and the user just follow the uh, configuration uh, on top of our the, the shred and spread uh, solution and then they don't realize anything happened there that's fully transparent but something is there mm-hmm. uh, as an underlayer of their uh, uh, the, the user-facing interface. Uh, and then also the permission is fully controlled by admin user. So that's how uh, we overcome the, this problem. Okay, great. Appreciate you going into that. Um, let's go to our fun question here. I'm curious to see what, what you have to say about this one. So. If you had a hundred dollar budget, Jayun, to use on a privacy program or or data security, I guess whichever one, um, where do you think you would start with that hundred dollars? Okay, that's interesting (laughs) question. Let's see. Uh, 
Okay, so I would like to protect my second tier secrets. Here's a white second tier. Always, first tier secrets are stored in my brain. Always, right? That's root password and primary storage of me, that is my brain. Mm -hmm. That, I think that's very, very, uh, I mean, I think every, every uh, one uh, need to remember at least one password. That, that's actually the fundamental uh, requirement of encryption-based solution. Mm -hmm. I think you know, the, 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 this uh, conversation may go back to the, the secret sharing. But anyway, right, that, that's the thing. So in the other words, uh, protecting information required another protection if we are using and relying on the encryption. And then to protect the encryption key or whatever that generated from the, the protection requires another protection. It happens again and again and again. So it's kind of recurring problem until the top tier secret is manageable by human. So uh, that's why right? The I would like to spend my 100 bucks to protect second tier of my secrets. And then the, the first tier secret, I have to remember it. However, ultimately, I would like to uh, uh, find a solution or develop a solution to enhance that association between the first tier secrets and the second tier secrets. I like it. Okay, what do you think about that? That's first. That's the first time we've heard that answer, actually. Yeah. And I'm thinking about it. Um, it it's hella intuitive. It just makes sense. <clears throat> and maybe it's because, Jane, you've already thought about, you know, kind of first tier and second tier secrets, the, the way you conceived the, the the system using Shamir secret sharing. We, we did we could use that analogy of the uh, the Byzantine generals to kind of get to that, right? But that's that's what we're talking about with with secondary secrets, right? Like you have to have the other secrets. It's interesting. I've I've never considered that as a path, and no one's ever shared that before. Um, right. And you're so right. I it's think, not even fully expensive to do that, right? Right. So I think right the uh, anyway right we need to protect one ultimate secret. So that in my language, that's first tier secret. Mm -hmm. We cannot mm -hmm. avoid that. However, we can actually redesign <coughs> the association between the first tier secret and second tier secret. I believe the shamanic secret sharing or information dispersion is the a way we need to go. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. It's fascinating. Yeah, for sure. Um, we're, we're, I'm curious when you when because you know we've talked about this with a lot of our guests and. I always love hearing, uh, you know, you seem like you have a, a different thinking process, which is great. So data security, data privacy. When you hear those two terms, what do they mean to you? And how do they differentiate, but also tie into one another in, in your head and, and with, you know, how Myota is? Yeah, I think... Nowadays, we consider the, the security and privacy is only about the, uh, the issues in the cyberspace. But I believe traditionally, we had the same issue. Uh, we have stores, physical stores, and then we need to protect our goods, mm -hmm. or food, whatever. Right? At that time, security means, okay, so physical guard, big wall, right? Big gate to protect our food that was the security nowadays we are living in almost uh uh i mean the half of our life is in the cyberspace right now so cyberspace does not have limitation on the space or time so there is no spatial or temporal limitation in the cyberspace mm -hmm. so the my concern uh, becomes like okay People in the on the other side of this planet may know what I did in uh, last year. In the real world, that was impossible. In cyberspace, it's possible. So uh, that's why uh, I believe there are a lot of problems, and then a lot of the problems uh, and solutions I can contribute to. 
So that's why I love the cyberspace and then the security in the cyberspace. Awesome. Since we're talking about cyber, um, kind of want to stay, I guess, relevant because of what's going on in Ukraine, but obviously cyber warfare. Why don't we talk a little bit about that? Um, if I don't know, what, what are your views on what's going on over there and um, what do you kind of see happening uh, in our realm with cybersecurity and the cyber warfare and what, what, what does that affect that it could be on, on the U S and I guess the entire world really. Yeah, that, that's very interesting question. Uh, because, you know, the, uh, the, each country has different level of the, uh, capability of the cyber war in mm-hmm. this days and then they have different level of the protection and then different level of importance of their data so so i think right the, it becomes more frequent than before and then you know it may happen every day we just uh, don't realize it in these days i mean every day but you know who knows right uh actually someone tried to uh hack uh the u.s government government system at this time or my my laptop for any reason right yeah. from the, the the other country hacker or just a random guy just uh for fun we don't know that yet so it's kind of everyday event i think in these days and then it's kind of just random trial. And then if somebody can hit someone, then okay, that's big shot. If they fail, okay, try another. So that's why uh, the, we keep uh, remind ourselves of uh, the increase, I mean, the, the, the level of our security level personally, and then uh, corporate also, I think, because, you know, just this is kind of random shot. And then, you know, if somebody hit, okay, that's big shot. If they fail, okay, go to next. Mm-hmm. So we need to increase our barrier, increase our guard always. Now you say we, um, I guess this can be a question for both you and Gabe, but who should really be concerned about, or yeah, who should be concerned? Should it be big, big corporations or, you know, all the way down to, just people in general that um, need to protect their own sensitive information. But who do you think should have the biggest concern? I will let Jayun handle that. Okay. Okay. So I think that should be everyone, including individual and company, but, more likely, I believe that depends on the how sensitive the data is. Mm-hmm. For example, right? Uh, I don't think uh, where I am is is not sensitive information. So I am willing to share my location information to let's say Google. So Google provide some service to me, like okay, around me there's a nice restaurants. So I'm willing to share my location to Google. However, some people consider that sensitive information, then they need to uh, guard up. So yeah. they need to they need to protect their location information. So I I so that's why I I believe this is more uh related to uh the the sensitivity of the data, and then that depends on case by case yeah that's fair because it could be a celebrity they don't want people to know where they are or mm-hmm. it could be running from someone <laughs> or yeah. <laughs> or just people who like people have private lives people are private mm-hmm. people like i know gabe's pretty yep. private <clears throat> i think the only social media account he has is linkedin or in a twitter he's got the old twitter but hey that that's a debate of a question that i have for both of you do you think twitter is a real place Oh, what do you mean by a real place? Like, well, this what, is, kind what does of, that even well, mean anymore? This question stems from a Chappelle, uh, Chappelle joke because uh, he was getting... A recent one? A new one? It was one of his latest stand-ups where he was talking about how... I think it was the one with the... Um, 
the transgender that he really became good oh, friends yeah, 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 yeah. with. And I, I remember this. And, I remember that one. Yeah, I and they, they started yeah. they started really throwing hate at Chappelle on Twitter, and he's his joke was that that's not even a real place. <laughs> so <laughs> um, he obviously does it better than me. But I was just curious what you guys thought. Like when you think about social media, it's not even a real place, is it? <laughs> well, I mean. Wow, you're about to get all kinds of philosophical because <laughs> what, what what because honestly, what is a real place, right? Like if you're having if you're having a conversation in a room, you, a physical space is is probably the framework that you're using for for you know what is a real space. But you know we've we've had teleconferences forever. Is that a is, is that a space? I mean, do you consider what 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 is it about the physical boundaries of space that you consider a space? Because the only difference between, say, Twitter and standing in a room together is how you and I interact with each other. Use Twitter now has the ability to see each other live, so like we can we can look at each other with our eyes, right? Sure. Um, we can speak to each other with our mouths, and we can hear each other with our ears. So that kind of just leaves the ability to touch and smell. So how many senses have to be engaged for it to be a real space? And careful. Because if you happen to be blind and or deaf, then you're using a different set of senses. Are they not participating in the same space that we are? That being said, Chappelle's a comedian, and I appreciate that joke, though. Mm -hmm. Let's be honest. Twitter is not a real fucking space. I think his point, his point, (laughs) yeah, his point to it was that it doesn't matter what you say on there. I don't care. Yes, that's I agree. all there is is just a bunch of hate. Yeah, it, it is not a real space in a sense that there's no gravity to what happens. Well, that's not true. There's a lot of gravity to what happens. Be careful in that what space. you say. You'll be people shoot- say the wrong thing in that space and they get canceled. <laughs> <laughs> well, think uh, think about all the virtuality companies and all the virtual uh, the virtual world now. I think isn't uh, isn't uh, Facebook? Aren't they creating that virtual world um, that we've talked about? They have, but I swear, if they even get close to anything uh, related to virtue versus virtual, I will, I will be the first one to try and uh, and, and topple that demon. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's I, it's not a real. Wow, I don't know the answer to that. But you know, Jayun, I don't know how you like. Yeah. I'm a little. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Actually, you know, the I am the age playing a lot of video games, PC games, right? And then at that time, right, the 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 game the goal of the game companies was always right. Oh, making a new world in the game, making a new world in the cyberspace, right? So we are very familiar with that game is the game, and then there is another world, right? I have another identity, right? I can I can troll to everyone, right? That that's the other world. Then social media, that's more realistic. I mean, close to the real world because we use our real uh, identity, even though there's a, uh, the, the account ID, but they, the people can recognize me for who sure. I am, right? Yeah. Then that's actually in the middle. So that's why social media is very interesting, in my opinion. Game is game. I can masquerade myself to any character, right? But social media... Right, people can recognize me, and then people can listen to me, and then I can become a big influencer. Unless you do like oh, a special right. alias, what is which is, can yeah. be popular too. Um, indeed, indeed. That's a good. That's so, a good view, though. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. So I think right. This is not a new one, right? The, this metaverse or the virtual, virtual, right? This mm-hmm. I I think this is not the new one. This we already. Uh, has it and then have it and then we are familiar with it and then we try to define uh okay where is the boundary right now yeah it makes sense we're we're in the place where we're trying to define where the boundaries are i i would agree with that i would agree with that you know he poses a very interesting question chapello is that a real space yeah that's a good one that's a good one yeah um because it makes you think, because it's kind of like, it is and it isn't. Um, it's funny, Jayun, when you were talking about the video game stuff, it made me think about the the show The Office. There was an episode, I don't know if you're familiar with The Office, I think. Um, there's an episode where the, a character in The Office, Dwight, he actually, he plays a video game where he creates his own character. And it's in his own world. 
but he also creates a character within the character <laughs> within the game. So he has two characters. One goes even deeper. So he's gone deeper into that world, <laughs> which is kind of scary to think about because some people in this world might actually already do stuff like that. And or with this metaverse thing, I think that's going to be a problem because people, uh, especially younger teens, we've talked about this is where they'll, they might want to live in that world instead of the real world because they're almost going to be so sheltered with this at home stuff that um, they'll be afraid to, uh, I don't know, just be out with people. It's, it's kind of scary to see what might happen, but we shall see. Um, is there anything, uh, well, first of all, where do you think, where do you see security and privacy going in the next couple of years? Where do you see, where do you see it going and where do you, where do you hope it goes? Yeah, that's also a very good question. Uh, actually, some people said it now it is the time that client and server architecture pendulum swings back to client side, such as edge computing is popular or any other on-prem resources. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's because of the regulations or data governance requirement. Uh, so that pushes companies to use more on-prem uh, services in these days because they are ma- more manageable than cloud or outsourced uh, the resources or services. Hmm, so uh, it, it requires, I believe, uh, a graceful transition and flexible resource configuration and regarding security, I think it will be a uh, protection of broader area or even I can say the uh, continuum from client to server or client to cloud rather than protecting a single service or single client instead. So make, we need to make a new formation of the security tools that would be macro level changes while using micro level security innovations in each component. That's interesting. So wait, what I heard, if I heard that correctly, you're trying to say that even though cloud moving to the cloud is very popular right now, you're, mm-hmm. you're saying that on-prem it, they might, it might take a swing back to on-prem eventually. Yes. That's interesting. It, uh, actually, it, it's actually, I mean, kind of a uh, trend some people uh, claims. or instance, Yeah, yeah. Like, because we uh, the, the, actually, the client-server architecture started from the mainframe a long time ago. Right. And then, and then after that, right, uh, actually, people uh, doesn't like that architecture because desktop becomes so popular, PC becomes so popular. So people want to do everything on their client. And then cloud became popular. So all the resources and scalability, they are managed by cloud. Mm-hmm. And then now it is also about the time considering, okay, we better uh, reduce latency, response time. So that's about the, the requirement of 5G or edge computing. And then also some regulations and then com- compliance, like, uh, okay, so company need to store their data within their uh, managed domain, mm-hmm. then they need to introduce on-prem resources rather than using cloud or server, whatever. So actually, the, uh, I believe it is about the time we are swing back, that, that, that architecture swings back to the uh, client side. I'll tell you, this is what's nice about sometimes just stepping back from the kinds of interactions you normally have and have a different kind of interaction. I speak to Jayun almost daily. We've never talked about this topic. I've never, ever actually known that he held this this uh, this opinion. Um, and I find myself listening to it and thinking, that's interesting. I don't know if I've heard anyone say before that uh, technology might swing back on premises, but I agree because I – agree with the principle that 
computing in general tends to move itself to the edge and back based on what's fastest. Like we've seen that forever, right? Um, when building web applications, right? Like client side versus server side. And sometimes security affected those things, right? Like, ah, you don't want to push too much of that client side because now as the client, if I can bypass the ability to say, you know, filter my input such that I can perform an SQL injection against your application, you should keep that kind of control client side. Yeah. But, you know, edge computing has got had gotten so fast, in fact, that it outpaced cloud computing for, you know, some period of time where it everyone wanted to build applications that just use the client resources. Just let it run in the browser. <laughs> the laptop's fast and he's got memory. Let it run in the browser. Then it was like, whoa, but the browser is like really insecure. It's a really hostile environment. The 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 my desktop is a hostile environment in the sense that, right, like, you know, I could click on something and boom, like phishing attack, whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um and then and so when, also- yeah. Actually, there is an interesting real-world example, Alexa or that kind of home speaker, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. That's actually, uh, co- that controls your IoT devices in your home, like, uh, okay, some uh, bulb turn on, light turn on off, right? And then your garage or security camera control. They don't need to send all the requests to cloud, but they do Right. Right. They have to be processed at the uh, edge, yeah. that, that edge, right? So there's a requirement like, okay, let, we, we need to use edge resources more because cloud anyway will be overwhelmed by all of that IoT traffic. And then cloud may uh, struggle with the scalability, even though they uh, that, that's actually uh, the, the most powerful solution right now, though. So, and then also the security uh, perspective, right? I don't want to uh, send my personal event to cloud every time. That's local event. I want to manage it, right? right? I want to manage them locally. So that's fascinating. Wow, think about that. So putting resources back on premises for the purpose of preserving secure uh, privacy in particular right mm-hmm. um and that's certainly i i can see the iot implications there quite a bit in fact um hmm, this is a fascinating thought an interesting thread to pull on in my head i was thinking to myself but man there's so much about the cloud might be hard to move back on premises but that's not true at all right like since the advent of containerization, um, not even just virtualization, but the combination of virtualization and containerization means that the cloud really can, again, move to anywhere. It can move back on-prem vis-a-vis private clouds, um, which I think is the other challenge in like taxonomy. What What is the cloud? Mm-hmm. Is it just someone else's computer? Well, no, it's not. It's not just someone else's computer, right? Um, although that that can be one type of cloud. Um, fascinating. I'd not, I'd not considered it through that lens and that's it. From now on, you and I have to have more just regular powwows, <laughs> like shop talk, some shop talk and not just straight up, you know, business talk. We need to have some more shop yeah, talk. Yeah. 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 You, that's you better great. spend time for the, this one. Yes. Definitely. <laughs> no, that's, that's interesting. Thank you for your viewpoint on that. I thought <clears throat> that's, that's interesting to think about just because there's a lot of companies that are trying to transi- transition their products only cloud and self-hosted and hosted. And um, <clears throat> it's almost like, do you think there's going to be, is there, can there be a combination of both? Yes. Probably, probably yes. the best thing to do anyways. Yes, definitely. So that's why I'm thinking a continuum Yeah. Uh, from cloud to edge. And then also the all the possible hybrid configuration. So mm-hmm. that's why the flexibility is important, and then broader uh, area protection uh, will be important. I Yeah, interesting. Okay. Um, well, before we move on to the last section, which is our fun deep dark secrets section, um. <laughs> I feel like we haven't done one of those in a while, Gabe. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> so um, I just wanted I wanted to ask you real quick um, if there was anything else that you wanted to bring up uh, that we didn't touch on that you might want to say about Myota or yourself or just anything. Uh, 
Actually, I think yeah, I pretty much share uh, most of my opinions, and then you can imagine that how my tacos at Zero Trust uh, solution that's my original motivation, and then uh, we would like to provide uh, the flexible uh, configuration for the security, and then we are gonna provide very macro level new way of the data management and store. So yeah, that's where we are, and then that's our vision. Awesome. Well, let's go ahead and dive in and get to know Jayun a little bit more on the personal level. Um, so since we talked about it, I am fascinated to understand maybe you're not a gamer, but if you're a gamer, let's let's keep PC out of this, but would you rather be PlayStation or Xbox and why? Yeah. Okay. You mean PC over Xbox? Or Xbox over PC? Well, PC, I, I feel like PC is in its own, it's like above Xbox and PS, uh, PlayStation. Yeah. So oh, wow. I think it'd be on. Unf- I, I feel like you're firing shots already with that statement. No, 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 no. Because PC, <laughs> PC gamers are on yeah. a different level. Um, yep. And they have an advantage. <laughs> they have an advantage, but there is a lot of cl- cross-platform play. Um, mm-hmm. But I want to say, I just want to, I'm curious if you would choose PlayStation so we can go with the most current PS5 or Xbox S or mm-hmm. X. Yep. Do you play one yep. of those? Oh, Change. actually, I have PS4. Not okay, okay. Yet. Yeah, because uh, there are... It's hard to get them right titles. now. <laughs> yeah, a lot of, yeah, that's true. It also. is, yeah. Yeah, that's very true. But still, right, uh, yeah, uh, there are a lot of titles I didn't play yet. So actually, yeah, uh, I currently think, okay, PS4 is still good enough. It's still good. And I got one. If, yeah. Yeah. So I love it. So still play PS4. And then probably next year, maybe I can consider PS5. There you go. It's, um, yeah. I, I have a PS4. I ended up getting an Xbox S, which is the smaller, cheaper oh, yeah. version. It's actually really mm-hmm. cool because it's all digital. You don't need mm-hmm. discs. And um, I use it to to play uh, mostly a couple games with my friends online. But PS4, I have to ask you: Have you played the game uh, The Last of Us? Oh, I didn't play that yet. You need to play actually, it. Actually, yeah, actually, <laughs> yeah. My friend also, oh uh, yeah, recommend to play it. I mean, There's, strongly. Very, yeah, very the first strongly. one was on PS3 or two. I think it was PS3. Yeah. But it, there's a number two. There's Last of Us Two, which both games I think were amazing. There's some controversy with the second one. People, yeah. There's always going to be negative hate, but I thought it was a fun, fantastic game. Um, it's basically the same people that make Uncharted, all the Uncharted games. Yeah. So they have a very. It's very like. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just can't. It's so. It's just a oh, incredible experience. Like they just do so good mm-hmm. with the writing and the the gameplay itself and the visuals. It's. So if you get a chance, right. it's a it's a really it's good like game. a movie, right? Yeah, it, it's, it's so good. It's, it's kind of movie. Yeah, it's so good. Storyline, features, mm-hmm. right? And then the all the, the scenes, right? Yeah, they even they they're doing movie. that uh, that's, HBO that's show now with it. They're gonna they have uh-huh. the same the same leading actor that played the Mandalorian is uh, playing the main guy from the game. So I'm pretty excited. Hopefully they don't mess it up, but we'll see. Yeah, I see. And then actually, I like. PlayStations mm-hmm. because I would choose PC for the Xbox games. That makes sense, said, right? That makes sense. PC is superior than console always, and then <laughs> mouse and keyboard. Mouse and keyboard—that's most important <laughs> interface. I see. Jayun subscribes yeah. to the PC Master Race subreddit. Right, right. I don't right. wanna. I don't wanna <laughs> play yeah FPS game using my console. You know this joystick. That's X, fair. That's horrible. <laughs> that's fair. Okay. And I think shots were fired there. Shots yeah. were fired, but but, shots but I don't think any Xbox people are going to hurt from that. I think. No one's dis. No one's disagreeing. No offense. No offense. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't think it, they don't. It, no offense to all the noobs and their controllers. Yeah. Do you? No uh, not- that's great controller. That's great controller. Greatest controller ever that Microsoft made. Yeah, I fully respect that. Have you um so I know I know Gabe plays um legal what wait what do you play? You play uh a little Fortnite. A little Fortnite. Fortnite. Okay. That's about all I play. Yeah, yeah. That and chess. <clears throat> so I was telling Gabe about Fortnite. this game. Maybe you played it. Do you play <laughs> Destiny 2 on PC? 
Have you gotten into Destiny? No. Actually, I used to, to play League of Legends. Okay. Yeah, and StarCraft, definitely, from South Korea. That's our traditional game, actually. So, you know, that's kind of Bible. <laughs> we have to good. We have to be good at it. <laughs> must be. You have to like, must must be. Be <laughs> is it part of like getting out of high school over there? <laughs> I like that. I like that. I like yeah. Yeah, definitely. It must be right. Actually, the, we fight each other with friend. If somebody uh, said, okay, I'm better than you at the stock rep, right? That, that's, <laughs> the, that's how you, that's how you win the girl too. You guys got to battle each other. Fight. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, the others are fine. That that's the most thing. Well, Jane, if you ever get a chance, you should look into Destiny 2. Oh yeah. Uh really 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 fun game uh for PC. Oh. I have a friend that plays cross-platform with me and Xbox. Mm-hmm. It's um it's a first-person shooter. It's it was made by the company Bungie that made Halo, all the Halo games, mm. but it's very it's much more um, I don't know how you say it's not necessarily a um, it's kind of like World of Warcraft, but it's more of a shooter. So you have yeah. like you have this entire universe and all these planets and all these worlds and all these customizations and and you can basically customize your entire armors and your you can pick a warlock, a hunter or a or a Titan character, and then you can build them up and get, you know, buy guns. And you could, it's just, it's so cool. You go to a tower, which is like the section where you upgrade everything. You meet all these people that you can, it's really cool. It's really like futuristic and it's just super fun to play with friends. Cause you have verse person versus person, but you also have like things where you play these certain games or you're just playing the story modes. They come out with us like a expansion pack every season. And it's just a lot. It goes into it. It's really fun. You might really like it. It's really, ah, it's really great, popular. Great. But uh, Gabe, don't find me during this. <laughs> Please, right? There are a lot of homework I, I have to do. I would say I just need you to do one thing for me. One, just one thing, and then you can go. <laughs> um, Damn it, Cameron. <laughs> anyway, sorry, sorry, sorry. All right. So, curious, Jane, what is one? What is one app on your phone that you mm-hmm. have to use, but you absolutely dislike okay you can say jira by the way it's okay (laughs) (laughs) i think i think it's a messenger app Mm -hmm. a specific we're just going to keep it on the yeah right messenger messenger. oh the actual facebook messenger yeah, that one or whatever the messenger. Okay, okay, okay. Any 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 messenger application, because you know the that's good way to communicate with others. But you know that that actually disrupt me a lot. I mean, you know, you can imagine that you know the uh, in my group chat room every day, I have to read over five hundred messages. <laughs> Jeez. That's crazy. That's actually my uh, the, the group chat room with my friend, old buddies. Uh, they are crazy. So actually, I usually turn off the uh, notification. Uh, but, you know, the same thing happened to all other the chats uh, that I have. That includes emails, right? This messengers, and then the other type of the messenger app. Right? Because that's the most convenient way to communicate. Uh, about uh, some company work or personal things, that's very, very convenient, but I think that's too much. That overwhelms me uh, mm-hmm. of entire of my the, the time on my phone. That's a good point. It really does, if you think about it. <laughs> oh, you don't even have to think about it that hard. I know. It's, uh, every- <laughs> I mean, ever since the the advent of of messaging on our on our hips, even mm-hmm. down to a beeper status, this 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 need or desire and or you know people just being on all the time and having to respond to things it's uh yeah but by the I way some, again mm-hmm. i'm i'm a heavy user of those up messenger applications <laughs> <No offense. laughs> <laughs> to those applications that's funny that's yeah. fair okay um <laughs> i'm a heavy user yes definitely. see it makes sense too though right because you belong to a diaspora also and so i find that it's like it's any country that has a strong diaspora, of which, for example, like America doesn't have 
Well, I would say America doesn't have a strong diaspora, although it has, you know, kind of pockets of them in different places, right? Um, but wherever you find cultures with strong diasporas, I'll take my own, the Caribbean culture, those messaging apps are, I mean, they're the lifeblood of, of, of cultures and, and countries, right? Like, it's how I actually have gotten onto several of those platforms first. It wasn't even because all of my, my business and, 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 you know, industry contacts where they like Twitter now or, or, or clubhouse, those things, it was because of all of the diaspora connections that were there first, right? Like just people connecting with each other and staying connected. And we see that a lot today too, is as you know, the world kind of rages in different ways from wars um, to, to migrations to families, like things like WhatsApp really become the central lifeblood of a dispersed people. Yeah, it's very true. Yeah. Um, Couple more for you, Jane, and we'll we'll wrap it up. Uh, what what's your favorite superhero, and why? Oh, I like Iron Man. Oh, nice. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's a human, right? Okay. I can't yeah. be I can't be a Superman, right? Because I'm sure. human, right? So I like the the same race. Okay, that makes <laughs> sense. Right? And then actually, you know, kinda uh, the common sense uh, as a kinda engineering background. Like, okay, so I'm man, right? He developed uh, some 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 things, right? The the suit, right? And then some weapons or whatever, right? I I, I don't like the weapon though, but. Actually, that kind of the engineering things, right? Uh, I like it. Yeah. Actually, I that, that's very impressive. Every series, uh, actually, the 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 the, the suit is upgraded. So the, the all the different uh the the way to wear it that that's very very interesting to me, and it's said that the series is done. It is fascinating to watch all of those movies and how it and it enhances and stuff like that. Um, so this actually, I haven't asked this before, but what, who's your favorite villain? Oh, oh, villain. I don't know. Oh, that's interesting question. Trying to keep you on your toes. Yeah. That's interesting question. I don't know. Definitely not Thanos. Definitely not. Not the guy. He was too strong. Actually, I I don't remember, but oh. actually, I usually like a villain uh, who has to be villain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Forced like, to become okay, a villain. Yeah, it forced to be, right? Because, you know, because of the situation or whatever, right? Actually, that, 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 that's usually the, the, the type of the villain I like. And then I don't remember the, 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 the something, the, someone, uh, the spe- some specific villains. Nice. Um, so, <clears throat> last question. I'm actually going blank right now. I had it, and then I was thinking about villains. <laughs> were you thinking about who your favorite villain yeah, was who was yeah, your, who's favorite your favorite villain, villain i mean that's just a cop-out of course you want to say like joker or oh yeah i mean that's such a well i think it also man so much pedantry for me today um but what do you mean by villain like yeah it could be like it him? could be out of the marvel universe it could be just a villain in well, general but but is he do you like him as a villain because you like and you align with Mm. his thoughts as a villain for example i i completely understand why thanos is thanos and and i'm almost mm-hmm. inclined to agree with him right like so i like him from that perspective yeah but i like the joke as a villain because of just how uh crafty he is right like how mm-hmm. how very how very psychologically crafty he is i mean so i think it depends on on what you mean by like do do you align with this villain or do you just like like yeah. the villain no, no, no. We all got a little villain in us, right? I, I got a little Thanos in us. I, I some days I just like half the world. That's it. It's good. It's, it's perfect. I don't care which half, even. It doesn't matter which half. Just fifty <laughs> percent of products in the world is gone. That's it. Ooh. Yes. I like <laughs> that. Parents, we need to work again. Doesn't matter which. Just. <laughs> mm. <laughs> That's interesting. 
Yeah, just this chair from below me just falls on the ground. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> what if Amazon disappeared? This what whole if, world, no, I'm nobody, okay with it. The, Amazon okay with it. and cell phones. People would lose so their do, minds. Do not threaten me with a good time, sir. People will <laughs> lose their shit. I mean, okay. Think about that. You know how addicted people are to just looking at their phone just to look at it because people might might have to talk to each other again. You know what? <laughs> you actually may have just solved the problem. If we got rid of the phones, then they couldn't get to Amazon anyway. Mm-hmm. And so they'd have to physically go down to a store and interact with people, mm-hmm. thereby forgetting about and missing their phones. You'd have to actually go visit your family. You might actually have to go to a store and get something. Like, oh no, look at that. Yeah. I don't know. I, I like your solution, my friend. Cool. Let's end it with that. <laughs> Um, that note. Yeah. So Jayun, thank you so much for taking the time to join our show and talk with us. And it was a real pleasure meeting you. And uh, thanks for what you do and keep doing it, man. Thank you. Thank you. I really enjoyed this. Uh, yeah, this conversation. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very happy. And then, um, yeah, I have a lot of fun. Yep. Awesome. Thanks. Awesome. And Jayun, thank you very much. for tuning in to Privacy Please. This podcast is brought to you by Spirion, protecting what matters most. If you guys want to keep hearing us and supporting us, please, please, please email me at cameron.ivy at spirion.com. That's C-A-M-E-R-O-N dot I-V-E-Y at spirion, S-P-I-R-I-O-N.com. We would love to hear from you. New topics, guests, all that good stuff. Support us. We love doing this every single week, and we hope to continue. Thanks again for your support. And again, Cameron Ivey, over and out, all-around decent guy. See you next week.